Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome everyone to the Storybox. This is the place to be if you're a lover of stories, learning new and interesting things, growing abundantly, and if you want to improve your overall life. My name is Jay Phantom, and I've made it my purpose to unbox and share the amazing stories from people of every profession all over the world. I'm grateful that you're here today. Let's journey into the Storybox together and hear more about whose story will be unboxed today. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Storybox. I am thrilled that you guys are here today. Uh, like I said in the more formal introduction, it I really do mean it, actually. But my friends, today's guest is no stranger to a lot of people in the educational sphere and in the business sphere. He is the founder and CEO of the ever-popular and the world's leading online personal growth education company, Mind Valley. His name is Vishen Lakihani. He is one of today's most influential minds in personal growth and human consciousness, which we do get into in this conversation. It's rather fascinating. He's a Times 2 New York Times bestselling author, and he is also, one, like I said, the founder of Mind Valley, but he does so much more. He's an incredible, he has this incredible passion and drive to unite humanity and challenge the status quo. He has built a movement of 15 million growth seekers spanning across 195 countries and half a million students completing Mind Valley courses each year. That is saying something. Uh, Vision, Vision's work life integration beliefs are reflected in the company culture he has created at Mind Valley. In fact, the company was recognized as one of the top 10 coolest offices in the world by Inc. Magazine. Vision created Mind Valley all the way back in 2002, and his hopes for his children are to grow up in a borderless and awakened world with extraordinary education options. His goal is for Mind Valley to reach 100 national schooling systems and every company in the Fortune 500 realm over the next decade. He also has this incredible vision to transform the lives of 1 billion people by building the most innovative personal growth platform in the world. And if you guys know anything about Mind Valley and you follow it, you've done any of the courses, you'll know exactly that he is well, well on track to achieving that mission and accomplish, I guess, his vision for a better future. I won't tell you guys how great this interview is. I'll let you guys decide for yourself, but please, 
if you do get something from it, if you are challenged, change, inspired, motivated in some way, share it around on Instagram, Facebook, you name it. Tag Vision and myself. That will go a very long way. Let him know what you thought of this episode too. If you did enjoy it, fantastic. Um, but please do that. goes a long way in building the Storybox community to reaching every single person on this planet. And it only starts with one. Anyway, you guys know what time it is. It is time to dive into the story box, to learn, to grow, to get educated by the incredible story of Vishen Lakihani. Thanks, Jay. It's really a, a pleasure to have you here, my friend, and I apologize in advance for butchering your last name more times than once. <laughs> but um, thank you so much for taking out the time to be here. Before we begin, I usually have one question that I love asking all my guests at the very start, which is, what does success look like to you? So firstly, I, had, I hate that question. <laughs> and the and reason I hate that question is because the question, the, the question has a definition problem in itself, okay? And that definition pro problem is, is the word success. Mm. Rather, what I think you're starting to what you're because success means different things to different people, but ideally it means ideal life. So really what you're asking is what does an ideal life mean to you? And the word you, that is the key thing. To most people, the ideal life is not the ideal life that they crave, that their soul crave, their authentic self craves. It's the ideal life that the culture scape, the collective beliefs, rituals, expectations of society tells them they should crave. And so the ideal life might be to get a nine to five job. It might be to be a lawyer or a doctor. It might be to get married, have two cars in a garage. And this is why so many people wake up one day at the age of 40, completely miserable. In fact, Gallup did a study, 87% of people around the world hate their jobs because they were chasing what they thought was the ideal life. Mm -hmm. So what does success mean to you is really the question of what does the ideal life mean to you if there were no expectations, there was no societal pressure, you didn't have to conform to any religion or culture or past generational expectation. And to me, that ideal life would be being in a beautiful surrounding, being surrounded by nature, being able to have close friends around me, being able to walk out and smell the fresh air and see the ocean scenery, being able to have healthy, nutritious food, mm. and being able, being able to work every day on creating technologies and writings that generate wisdom. That's it. Mm. Now, when you define the question in this way, you've completely liberated yourself from anything that's unnecessary. I could be living in nature. I could be living in, in, in a mountaintop. As long as I'm surrounded by nature and beauty, I'm good. I could be creating on paper. I could be creating with a computer. As long as I'm creating stuff that accelerates wisdom, I'm good. And so when you define an ideal life like that, you've stripped away all societal expectations. I don't need a car. In fact, I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly wealthy, but I ride around in a $300 bicycle because the car 
hardly anyone needs a car right now when Uber and Bolt and all of these other ride-sharing utilities are there. I, 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 I don't need a massive apartment. I have a beautiful space that I live in right now. I live in a beautiful small town of 400,000 people. And this is my ideal life. I'm living it right now because every single day I have the fresh air. I have nature. Estonia is a country with 51% of the land covered in forest. I have um, um, a, a beautiful space where I can create and I'm doing exactly what I want. Now, this doesn't lower the bar. It actually increases the bar because the highest part about goals is first stepping away, stepping away from the societal expectations that have often brainwashed you and pushed you to chase things that don't really mean anything to you. Mm. But if you don't escape from that, you will have what people sometimes call the midlife crisis or people sometimes call the, the, the awakening where you suddenly realize that what you have accomplished thus far just doesn't matter anymore. And so many people experience that. So this is how I would answer your question. Mm -hmm. And I would reflect that back to your users. And I'd say, I would ask you all to define and ask yourself, what does an ideal life mean to you free of all expectations from the culture scape? Mm. That's a beautiful response. And for those people that are actually watching this on YouTube and they, and they can actually see vision space right oh we're on video i i didn't know that i'm so glad i actually put on a different uh, a decent (laughs) sweater (laughs) it actually looks quite grand quite nice and i think for a lot of people they 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 kind of struggle to create this ideal life for themselves whether it's societal pressures whether or not they feel like they need to go to this nine to five to get paycheck to paycheck and all that sort of stuff I have a couple of questions coming from that response, which I think you articulated mm-hmm. it quite perfectly. The first one is where does this, I guess, people understanding what this ideal life, where does it actually start? Does it start uh, from the educational system, school, how you grew up, or where does that begin? I guess we'll start with that, that question. Right. Well, firstly, education has nothing to do with creating an ideal life. Mm. One of my business partners, his name is Lorenzo. Uh, he created the um, um, one of our most popular programs in Mind Valley this year. It's called 10X Fitness. It's an accelerated muscle growth program. Teaches you to get really, really, really fit in 30 minutes a week. Lorenzo dropped out of school when he was 13. He's leading his ideal life because he's obsessed with the science of fitness and and um, biohacking. And now he's the co-founder, along with me, of a company, a, a, a protocol called 10X. That is the ultimate fitness um, muscle growth program right now in the world. He's living his ideal life, but he dropped out of school at 13 because he was so smart. He just felt school was holding him back. I just shared uh, a story on my Instagram. And if you, if you are on Instagram, follow me at vision. I share some really interesting stories. And the story I shared was of a Swedish um, woman, Camilla. She dropped out of school, uh, dropped out of college to move to London to build her ideal life um, and launch a CBD oil company. Um, and she's, she, she was speaking about uh, in this video some of the key ideas she learned from Mind Valley, from creative visualization to, to optimizing brain and nutrition and, and, and things like that that helped her step out of that culture scape. The point is the, the most remarkable people in the world are saying that education has no correlation. So why do we believe that it does? Mm. Right? So your ideal life 
uh, the first thing is you must question the rules of the culture scape. Now they are rules. So let's do some definition here. Culture scape is a word I coined in my first book, uh, The Code of the Extraordinary Mind, which was um, um, uh, a New York Times bestseller. And the culture scape is that tangled web of beliefs, rituals, and ideologies that society, religion, culture, media impose on you. We need the culture scape to navigate because the culture scape gives us shortcuts. We know, for example, um, um, we have rituals for connecting with people. We know how to greet someone. We know our, our thank yous and our pleases. But the culture scape, while it contains useful rules, it also contains awful brules. A brule, B-R-U-L-E, is a bullshit rule. Mm -hmm. A bullshit rule that's been passed down from generation to generation without questioning. So the first step is to know the difference between a rule and a brule. Going to school is honestly a brule. If you look at it from this point of view, getting a university degree, if you think that's going to make you successful, is a rule. There's evidence for this. Uh, we can come to that later. So you got to separate the rules from the rules. The next step is, is to get your personal vision clear. Now, there's a methodology I created. It's a big part of Mind Valley. Uh, you can find it if you go to mindvalley.com and, and you become a member. But there's also a video of it that's free on YouTube, and you can search for it. It's called the three most important questions. These are three questions to ask that help you create and solidify a vision for your life. Now, once you have the three most important questions, the next step is to put in place the right processes, the right procedures, the right learning, the right training to design your own education to get you there. And that's, of course, where what, what Mind Valley is doing. Um, Mind Valley just issued a bet to Harvard that by 2025, our education system will be better than Harvard's at one one hundredth the course in terms of helping people get to their ideal life. Because Harvard keeps you trapped in the culture scape. I mean, Harvard turns out so many lawyers, but the stats are 50% of lawyers in Australia, by the way, are clinically depressed. So what is Harvard really doing? It's taking $50,000 a year to put you into a shitty job with a 50% rate of depression. That's absolutely awful. And this is why I'm, I'm challenging Harvard and I'm suggesting people forget this bullshit idea that you need a college degree and instead learn how to navigate the culture scape, design what your ideal life is, and then use tools like Mind Valley to shortcut your way there. I've got so many questions coming out of that response. I guess I'm going to have to try and <laughs> calm myself and try and focus as best I can. Okay, so these three questions that you discovered, how did you discover them firstly? And how did you know that these were the right three questions to ask in the first place? Well, firstly, part of it was research, right? I looked at um, the philosophies of many uh, leading thinkers. Um, I interlaced that with my own, my own methodologies. Uh, I'm an engineer by profession. And one of the things that, that I invented is... Um, uh, something called Eve AI. It's an artificial intelligence uh, that I'm currently using, and it, it helps with research across the world of human transformation. So I'm able to source the right methodology, the right concept very, very, very quickly. I'm just saying that because I don't want people to think that this is just something I sat down in the corner and wrote down. I'm big on research. My background is electrical engineering and computer science. So the three most important questions are essentially this. The first question to ask yourself is experiences. What experiences do you want to have in the world? To me, nature is an experience. To me, living by the sea 
is an experience. For me, living in a medieval European old town is an experience because I love the cobblestone streets. I love I love the small town feel. So what are the experiences that you want? An experience could be, you know, cradling a, your newborn baby in your arm. An experience could be traveling the world, doing photography. The reason so many of us end up miserable in our work is because we chase the title. We forget to set goals for the experience. Yeah. So first step is make a list of all the experiences you want. The second step is ask yourself this question. To be the man or woman with these experiences, how do I need to grow myself? So maybe an experience you wrote down is, I want to, I want to be able to, to spend my days writing poetry, never having to worry about money again. Great. How do you grow to get there? Well, you probably might want to take some classes on poetry. You might want to grow in terms of developing a model for passive income so you never have to worry about money. Those are growth that will enable your experiences. Now, when you think of growth this way, you don't end up going through unnecessary hurdles to growth, such as deciding, well, you know, maybe I'll take a four-year university degree on literature and poetry and rack up a $200,000 student debt. Mm -hmm. The greatest poets, by the way, never got a college degree that helped them become a poet. So now the third thing is you have these experiences, you have this growth. The third thing is very important. How do you then give back to others? Now, this third thing assumes success, which is exactly the mindset you want to be in to hit your goals. You're literally telling yourself, I'm going to be successful. How can I share and help elevate others? So here, maybe, maybe you, you, um, you write beautiful poems and you license them out to restaurants for free so restaurants can put them on their wall. Maybe you teach poetry classes to kids. You know, you come up with ways you can contribute. Um, so these three questions and, and the full procedure, you'll find it on YouTube. You, if you're a Mind Valley member, there's a course on it. Go through that. And what will happen is that you will learn how to step out of the culture scape and design a vision for your life that is truly yours. Looking at Mind Valley for a moment and what Mind Valley does, I'm curious how does Mind Valley take education and make it different as opposed to say your regular Harvard system, your Yale, or even your Macquarie University here in Sydney, yeah. Australia? So universities tell you that the most important thing in life is a career <laughs> and is earning money, right? Yeah. Now those, I'm not saying that's bad, but that is two out of 12 different dimensions of being human, mm. two out of 12. But if you simply obsess with those two dimensions, you're going to lead a freaking miserable life. Universities have contributed to the problem where 87% of adults globally dislike their job. Yeah. How on earth did we create a society where 87% of us dislike what we have to do for the majority of our waking hours? That is insanity. That is the definition of insanity. So firstly, now the second thing is this, okay? Universities, um, firstly, don't even do a very good job of finance and career. You can end up with a degree, but that degree means absolutely nothing when it comes to actual financial literacy. Mm. You're more likely to make money if you go and you study online programs on finance, money management. Mind Valley has a great one called Money EQ by the Japanese writer Ken Honda, right? Now, so therefore, we can say that universities do only one thing they help you find a job. Now, it turns out that that too is garbage. 
The study doesn't support it. In a 2010 U.S. census, they found that firstly, 30% of American university graduates were working in a field completely unrelated to what they actually study. And I think uh, um, another number, another number. Well, what, what that means is that. Um, oh, and and then and then there was another really interesting in that census study. I have to look it up, but it's it's fascinating data. Um, there was another study, and the study was by a a Hungarian professor. He wrote a book about it. I've got to remember the name of the book. Um, I'll bring it up. I. I'm going to bring it up because I think it's a wonderful book to read. So what this Hungarian professor found is, um, and let me state his name because I want to make sure that I give credit where credit is due. Yeah, please do. I'd love to, um, to hear more about this book. Sounds very interesting. Yeah. So what he found basically was that if you take two people, one who went to Harvard and one who did not go to Harvard, you will find that the person who went to Harvard basically over the next, you know, over the next 10 years, we'll see about a $70,000 advantage in terms of income. But here's the interesting thing. Now, by the way, the professor is called Albert Laszlo Barabasi. The book is called The Formula, The Universal Laws of Success. What Barabasi speaks about is, is, is the, the, uh, the interesting thing about this study. They found that if you measure a Harvard graduate against someone who applied to Harvard and got rejected, the income post-graduation is the same. It hmm. turns out it has nothing to do with Harvard. Rather, it is the student's mindset. A 90, an 18-year-old applying to Harvard and getting rejected had the same mindset of ambition, of boldness, of aiming, aiming for the best as the person who applied to Harvard and got accepted. It turned out the Harvard degree does nothing. Hmm. They both end up equally successful. So why then would one spend $50,000 on Harvard especially when right now it's nothing more than zoom calls. This is where the university issue is. So is, is a societal lie, especially in America where it's been drummed into people. Now, if you live in a country where uh, university education is free, by all means, do it, do it because you're not racking up that debt. But if you're the average American, you're, you're, you're in a system that's basically setting you up for failure setting you up for failure at the earliest start of your career by, by putting this massive debt on you. There's a number of things. I went to business college straight out of high school and I noticed that I was basically, I felt like I was repeating year 12 business studies. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was actually miserable for the whole year because I, I thought, what's the point in me doing this? What's the point in me spending close right. to $20,000 getting myself into debt for this course? And it didn't really get me anywhere afterwards. But, you know, I look at it, nothing's ever wasted. I learned a lot in that experience. But then I also went to uni in last year for about a semester. And here's a funny thing, Vision. When I was in uni, I was doing all the assignments and handing them in. I was getting marked down because it didn't fit in line with what they wanted. And I was actually quoting people that wrote textbooks uh, business textbooks, you name it, whatever it was, from reliable sources of people I was actually interviewing on the podcast. <laughs> and I was getting still marked down, like it wasn't good enough for them. So I thought, what's the point in me staying here, spending a ton of money, wasting my time essentially, when I could be making use of my time elsewhere and actually fulfilling my purpose, my calling, and actually fixing 
my mindset right. and doing the things that actually build me up rather than tear me down because I was miserable. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and that's what Mind Valley is seeking to do. We are, we, are, we are rebuilding the entire university model. If you're on Mind Valley, um, I I I can honestly say this right now. I do not believe you need a university degree. For example, the entrepreneurship curriculum on Mind Valley is actually taught by world-class entrepreneurs like Mickey Agrawal, who's about to build her third hundred million dollar company, Sharad Adams, who founded Elite Daily, Naveen Jain, who became the first private citizen to land a robot on the moon. You want to learn from these guys. The top entrepreneurs are not going to step away from entrepreneurship and become a professor. No. And so, and so what truly makes you successful as an entrepreneur? You do not learn from the world's uh, universities. Mm. And I can second Gerard Adams' story because I've actually spoken to him and I can, I can tell right. you right now, he's, like an, he's a great guy. Like he knows his stuff. He's experienced it. Yeah. And I, I say to people all the time, pick someone. And here's, here's a sad thing here in Sydney, Australia. I heard a story of a teacher actually who was fired or let go from his job. He had over 20 years experience teaching. They replaced him for a young person that just got out of university because of the piece of the paper. Like that was so wrong, but that is happening to so many people. They are being replaced. Mm -hmm. And for me, I would never do that. Give me someone that's got the experience and the knowledge behind exactly. it rather than someone that's got the piece of paper. Cause it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean they got their personality or they're not personable enough, you know, all kinds of things. I think experience is the best teacher, right? Like so true. Um, so mind Valley and the origins of mind. So, so, so I, I just want to expand on that. So yes, we spoke about the two things, right? Career and finance, but they are actually 12 categories. Now there's a quiz on mind Valley. You can take life.mindvalley.com. It's a free assessment. It shows you how well you're doing in all of the 12 categories, but here are some of the other categories to pay attention to intellectual life. How much are you reading? How much are you growing? Health and fitness, how fit, how healthy are you? Cause that's going to ultimately affect your lifespan and it holds everything else up. Quality of your relationships, quality of your friendships, quality of your, um, if you're a parent, parenting is a category as well. That's a huge responsibility we got to take seriously. Education teaches you nothing of that. And we can go on. Character, character is your ability to, 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 to uh, aim for your goals, to have the right habits, to be, um, to be pursuing excellence in everything you do. There's emotions. Emotions is your ability to be able to control the thoughts in your head. So you show up in the world um, in a positive light, in, in a way where you're not, you know, a Trumpian style character, like sending off like angry tweets uh, with every little issue. There are, there are and, and the categories go deeper. Spirituality, are you plugged into your intuition? Do you have a meditation practice? And we can go on and on and on. So there, there's about 12 categories from which we want to look at the dimensions of our life. And you want to optimize for all of those 12 categories. And that is how we view it in Mind Valley. That's what creates a fully extraordinary human being. That is what gives you the success that is so elusive to so many people. That's beautiful. Did you struggle at first when you started Mind Valley? Um, of course, right? No one, entrepreneurship is never easy. Even if you look at Elon Musk, who recently uh, became the world's richest man, when asked about entrepreneurship, he said, it's like crawling into the dark abyss and chewing on glass. They are hard times, but with the right mindset, with the right tools, there are certain, uh, you can 
you can gain an edge to overcome the difficult parts. Mm -hmm. So for example, uh, in our entrepreneurship curriculum, to give people an edge to overcome the difficult parts, we focus on concepts such as uh, resiliency, grit, overcoming overwhelm, resilience to stress, um, and perseverance. These are all qualities that you can build in someone to help them overcome these hurdles. So speaking about perseverance, <coughs> those people that don't know how to actually build it in their life, I'm always curious with this one. So how can someone build more perseverance? Because what I've noticed in my own life <coughs> is that I've noticed that I was persevering and I, someone had to point it out to me that I actually was. Like oftentimes we can, <coughs> it's unconscious to us. So I'm curious, like how can we build upon being more, I guess, persevering in circumstances that are difficult? Well, so the first thing is this, right? The reason most people don't persevere is because their goals have no, con their, their goals don't connect to them. In other words, they are chasing stuff that really doesn't really, really connect with them at a heart. You're chasing someone else's goals. This is when you start feeling you need motivation, you need to persevere. But you see, one of our teachers, his name is the Reverend Michael Beckwood. He says, when you set the right goals, the goals that come from within, you don't need to be pushed towards them. Rather, those visions, those goals, which are coming from within you, you don't need to be pushed. They pull you. Mm. The right visions pull you. Perseverance becomes easy. Motivation becomes unnecessary. Mm. I have a saying I think you might like. Persistently practice patience with prayer and perseverance, and then you'll succeed. Perhaps, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, th I thought I'd share that. So going back a little bit to how Mind Valley started, what was the initial idea for Mind Valley and has it changed over time or has it remained the same over the, time? The, the initial idea was I was a Silicon Valley exec. I discovered meditation. It transformed my career. And I was wondering why on earth did I never learn this in school? Because I'd had so many failures in Silicon Valley. I was one of the guys who was in the original Silicon Valley during the dot-com bubble bursting, right? Went through a really hard time, lost, lost everything. Um, and um, I was wondering why the hell did they teach this in school? So I decided to start a website dedicated to it and to become an instructor. And I did that for five years. I was just teaching it in small rooms uh, across the world. And then eventually... Um, I had um, an insight to go bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. I uh, brought in my engineering background and voila, you had mine now. So, so thank you so much for this interview. I have to jump on to my next call, but I really appreciate um, spending some time with you and being invited to share my ideas with your guest. I really don't like this part because it means that sadly we have come to an end of yet another story. I just want to say thank you to all of you for tuning in and listening to our guest today. It is my prayer that you would have felt inspired, motivated, challenged in some way, and that you would have learned something new as well. If you would like to hear more amazing stories like this one, you can do so now by searching up the story box on all podcast platforms. It is that easy. And if you did get something from today's guest, please do share it around with your friend or family member who you feel could benefit from hearing today's story. 
And before you go, I greatly appreciate it if you could spend 30 seconds leaving a rating review over on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to reaching more people and building this community of the Storybox. Let's start changing lives through powerful stories like this one you heard today. Your support is always greatly appreciated. Until next time, when we dive back into the story box, I'm Jay Phantom, and don't forget, your story is worth more than you know. I'll catch you then. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.